I'm hot and studly. Oh yes. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Gavin Dudley hot and studly. And that is a great thing Hi. to segue into. Yeah, my name is Seymour Studley. Five of the Overclock Podcast. That's O V R C L K D underscore Z A. We gotta change it because it's too confusing for people. Yeah, you, man, we want word of mouth marketing. We want to tell your friends, I'll oh, just listen to Overclocked. Just you know. share from the Thank podcast you. catcher or however you listen to it. No, but you talk, it's word of mouth. You're talking friends. to people. Like um, you're telling your friend, I listen to this amazing podcast. It's called Overclocked. Uh, but uh, you have to spell it with a, yeah, out of, no without vowels. the vowels except at the beginning. Ah. And and then there's no K and, and whatever. I'm sure they can just search for Tech Magazine because I tag Tech Magazine on No, I've tried all anyway, this. We're hard anyway, to find. Anyway, I'm joined. As always by Gavin Dudley, who you have heard from already. <laughs> Mouthing off. Mouthing off. <laughs> Hot and studly. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that thing. Ah, I'm digr- I digress. My apologies. Um, yeah, editor of Tech Magazine, larger consumer technology magazine on South African shelves. Uh, Gavin, how are you doing on this great Tuesday morning, the 3rd of December? I'm hanging in. This is my third cup of coffee. I pulled an all-nighter last night. Because you in. were watching the news unfold of the Competition Commission's Oh, yes. It findings. did excite me, Lindsay. It did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was exciting. Yeah. So, basic rundown. Competition Commission is now saying... Trying to get Vodacom and MDN to specifically slash the prices of their 500 megabyte data packages, the 30-day data packages, because of price discrimination. Like the value for money is completely out of whack with the things if you buy further up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. and they've been saying this forever, but these guys are being quite forceful about yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, or within three months they need to slash it or face prosecution. Mm. And then the other thing is um, they're pushing for free data allocation to all, is it all citizens or all customers? No, I think it's every, oh, that's the point. <laughs> uh, you can't really roll it out to citizens who are not customers. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really make sense. So, and it will apply, like, will it apply to all networks? Will it apply to CELC subscribers? Because that'll bury CELC yeah, for so. sure. All networks have to have okay. a specific so a allocation. minimum allocation of data to every subscriber, yes. which is almost every citizen, yes. effectively. Um, we were debating how much free data a person needs to participate in the country and the economy. And I started off at 100. And then I realized 100 is what dribbles away in the background I, in, in the weather I, being updated. My and, finger you know. just hovers over the Instagram app. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and it's 100. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's really, you think a thought and it, you know, it turns into 100 meg. Yeah, I was um, just about to tweet that interesting so, thing. And yeah. Then so then I thought 200 as a minimum for like a I, minimum user who, who just wants to send WhatsApps to their friends and pictures of their children and stuff. 200. But I think if you want to be an active citizen, 250 is the absolute minimum. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I mean that's a good data allocation. Uh, you, it's just about enough to maybe watch one or two YouTube videos at 360p. Yeah, um, but well, not I, enough. Is that, is that your first instinct that the I citizenry wants to watch videos? If everybody is going to get free data tomorrow, <laughs> Netflix subscription <laughs> in this country would jump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what is also true is that the commission wants the networks to report back to them on how people have used their free data allocation so they can see how it's working out, whether they need more, whether they're using it up, how many people redeemed it, and so on and so on. So yeah. that would yeah, be jolly it's interesting all, it's to all see. Noble. Um, I'm, I, we don't know how all this is going to shake out. Vodacom, interestingly, their first return shot, yeah. their, their volley, mm. was that they have been reduced they've reduced their data prices by 50 percent since 2016 yes which is yes, all yes. good and well mm. but the value for money how much are you paying for 500 megs nowadays i think i have no idea like i'm paying 50 rand a gig so yeah, yeah yeah but you only get those those deduct or 
reduction in pricing. As you as get over 500 yeah. big, yeah. yeah so mm. like two gigs on Vodacom now is 150 rand, mm. I imagine. Mm. Um, so, I mean, what we've established and what we've known for a long time is that Vodacom's being wildly disingenuous. 70%, 80% of the population is in pay-as-you-go. Those are the people who are being fleeced for data. They are paying a massive premium for data. I think the disparity is 50 times as much. So they are paying 50 times as much for data as users like Lindsay and myself are buying gigabytes at a time. Those people who are buying a couple of megs here and a couple of megs there, they are paying 50 times as much as we are paying who are buying by, by the gigabyte. And that disparity is what the Competition Commission's all on about. Yeah. Cool. Gavin. Mm. Telcom Celsi, give us no, a no, short rundown. No, but there's, what, more, there's more on the data what, story. What's more on the data so, story? Um, I think the listeners so, got what they needed. So, no, okay, yeah. so, so people, in the first place, none of this is actually going to happen. No one's actually going to get their free <laughs> allocation. You know, the networks are not actually going to fall down on their knees and beg for mercy. What they're going to do is drag us through the courts for at least a year, if not two. So what you want to watch out for is the commission tribunal. The tribunal is like the enforcement arm yeah. of the commission. They like do the sentencing kind yes. of thing. So the commission says, we'd like this. And then the tribunal says, make it so. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So we'll see when the tribunal chips in in the first place. And I don't think the networks can actually take this lying down. The counter argument from the networks is we are spending tens of billions of rands building out the network to provide better service to everybody. This is true. Um... The, and you know and they have been stymied in this by costs and not allocating yeah. uh, uh, but it's on their things. side in terms of the pricing now. well okay it's, it's all my point is it into line with a lot of Icasa's the point is that what we must expect is we have another African digital divide thing going on and in fact another economic divide what's yeah. going on is that in order to have a world-class first-class mobile network like we have yeah. um, uh, a whole lot of people had to kind of subsidize uh, the rolling out of that network to a whole lot of people who, who barely use it and yes. people like ourselves who are heavy users are benefiting the most probably. Yeah. So um, that's capitalism. We, are <laughs> we prepared for the networks to sabotage the improvements to the network in order to be able to afford to give everybody free data? In other words, are we prepared for our service to be degraded so that the masses can receive free data. I mean, that's, I it's almost like a tax on the rich. To that you know? point, all yeah. I want then is for Woan uh, to be rolled out yeah. and so, there be a, uh, what's it, free access or what is it? Equal uh, access. Yeah, that's tier. right. Universal equal access. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then I want to be able to buy into a premium tier where I get access to like Well, you can be special. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like the private healthcare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Private healthcare. I'm sorry, I want my, medical my, aid. My, my privilege is showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't okay. actually afford so to do my such point things is, right now. My point is, there is a counter argument that the networks have invested tens of billions of rand over years, and are almost. Well, they pride almost to a point of arrogant about how good their network really is in African terms. Yeah. So there's yeah, probably there a tipping point, um, a tipping the point the where we don't have to have 5G. Can't you please just give us decent 4G yeah. and 5G will come when it comes. You yeah. know, don't roll out 5G because that's what suits you. Yes. You know, let's let's get 4G to the whole nation and then figure it out. Be like know? Rain and say we were first and then only offer ah, maximum rain. 700 megabits <laughs> per second 5G, okay. which is barely faster than Yeah, RPG. Rain Rain was <laughs> in it for the PR mileage, thought they'd launch the 5G. Network, I told it turned you, man, out to be rubbish. This, this, this forking of the technology that is the problem. So, there's a lot of stuff that's just they kind of just retrofitting LTE networks um, with these special componentry that then delivers 5G 
relative speeds. Yeah, yeah, relative speeds. But it's called 5G in R, 5G new radio. Uh-huh. And that technology is like the it's the it's, it's, it's bridging the divide between yeah between LTE I think and 5G. Was, and I think it's it's just gonna slow down. Whatever. I think it was, it was a PR stunt. That's all it is. Yeah, they don't is have a, a 5G stunt. network. Yeah. Sorry, but you were you were on about something else before I cut you yeah. all the way back. Uh, the so uh, Telcom. Telcom was was buying Celsi, and Celsi has now told him to go stuffed themselves. Mm. <laughs> what, what's going no. on there, Gavin? Now, quick I mean, I haven't followed in detail, seconds. but um, has changed hands from one owner to another owner, and they have just never really been in the pink. Um, they've grown the subscriber base, they've done all sorts of things, they've had great promotions, they've got great brand awareness, they've sponsored rugby teams, they've done all these things, but they have not made any money for their stakeholders, their stockholders. And... Um, it's changed hands several times. The most recently, uh, most recent being Blue Label Telecoms, who are a massive company, but they've all, air quotes, seen their ass. Okay, <laughs> and um, one of the reasons for this is that they can't get to the sort of relative scale of MTN and Vodacom, and because they can't operate at scale, they can't get cost benefits and all yeah. these things that derive from operating at a massive scale. And um, one of the ways they could get to a sort of partial scale would be for Telecom and Celsi to join forces. Telcom hides so much of its costs within its, you know, network footprint, which, thank you very much, which uh, Celsi can't do. You know, Telcom has a massive network, so it can afford to pretend to be, you know, viable as a mobile operator. Celsi can't do that. So they would really both benefit enormously from this amalgamation. But I think they're bickering about price. The people who've invested lots of money in Celsi want to get their money back, obviously. But they better not shoot the whole deal in the foot or else they won't see a cent. They bickering about money. Telcom knows it needs to amalgamate with Celsi to have a better platform to operate from. Okay, that's my whole story. That's very interesting. Um, mm. Gavin, mm. Tesla not coming to the country because the import tax duties on electric cars are still ridiculously mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. But there is a Tesla product that has been available, then went out of stock, and then there were supplier issues. Yeah. Um, the Tesla Powerball, which is effectively the repurposed battery packs from the cars. Yeah, you know, the, the base of the car, as I yeah. understand, it where the foot wells where you put your yes. feet down is basically all battery you're basically sitting on top of the battery yeah, in the car. so when you replace your batteries the old batteries then get repurposed yeah. into these power walls that can be installed into your home which is a battery backup for your yeah house. so it's like it's like a, a very thick dining not dining room let's, let's say a tabletop a yeah. very thick tabletop it's but a the, rectangle. The, the money is is a little bit ludicrous it's something like a hundred k for the unit Right, this is for the battery block. Yeah. So, sorry, so what a power wall is, it's a massive battery that hangs on your wall outside your house. It allows you to, but it's, it's all actually very spelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a really not a big, ugly thing at all. Um, it, and the second generation that they're installing now mm. um, has its own built-in inverter. Inverter, yeah, yeah. So you can run AC and DC, yeah. 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 Um, but so, so the idea is you can be off-grid because if you've got solar panels, they will charge your power wall. Your power wall will do big things in your house like run your stove and run your fridge and your TV and everything else, your lights. Um, and it can run for like a day or two. I can't remember how long. Yeah. Um, but the idea is you could take your house fully off-grid with a Tesla Powerwall. Now they haven't been available and now they're back and here is the pricing breakdown. 120,000 Rand for the Powerwall itself. Then you know you need someone to rewire bits of your house so it uses the power wall and that will cost you about twenty thousand rand. Um, 
and uh, further installation costs might cost from 10 to 15,000 Rand. This is according to Rubicon. Rubicon is the company who is bringing them in and who's supplying and fitting these. There yeah. are other uh, suppliers and fitters as well, but Rubicon is the main company who's pioneering. So here's the thing. my <coughs> problem. When I saw this this release, I was like, 120,000 Rand carry big battery can buy me a full solar system that can power my house directly plus the deep cycle batteries um effectively it's gonna car look batteries. ugly though uh yes it's gonna look ugly yeah but it will be a completely off-grid system that will power me for about 10 years <laughs> so what we're saying is that tesla's Tesla's 120,000 Rand is not buying you the solar panels, yeah. it's only buying you the battery. So I can buy a and you feel like you could buy batteries system. and panels for that. Yeah, that can mm. take my entire household off, off, off grid and the batteries will last me about 10 years, hmm. uh, barring any freak accidents. I have my doubts. <laughs> I, I don't think 120,000 Rand for free power is such a big thing. Well, the, the, I mean, this is just for the battery. Yeah, but the battery is the important part. The, the yes. energy itself is free. So the usage thereof is the trick. No, yeah. but you still have to with the power wall. You still have to install your other bits and pieces. The panels. So I'm mean. saying, yeah. without the spelt little Tesla <laughs> branded thing on you the think, wall, you think just, there's a home baked solution that will be much cheaper? Yeah, a couple of a couple of deep cycle batteries stashed in those black tough boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be ugly <laughs> compared to a power wall man. with a full now, solar system or I, wind. I put it to you system. that there's actually more technology to the battery than just the battery. I think there are sort of things that are regulating the current. There are things that are managing the current. There are probably safety measures. And you being can put buy in place. all of those things and add if it you to know the if you know what you're doing. But yeah. of course, you're not allowed to do that. You, it has to be done by a qualified professional. But when it comes, so to, you can buy all the stuff and then you've got to pay some other people. Power, the most important thing happening in alternative power generation right now is the 20 megawatt um, wind uh, windmills that are now being tested in Europe for offshore use. 20 megawatts per unit per windmill. Mm. So wait, what country did you say? Uh, it's being tested in Europe um, oh. in various sites. I think. I know Germany's huge on wind. Yeah, I think the Netherlands and Germany are first in line yeah. for mm. this, but. Like to have reached the point where we can get 20 megawatts from one you know, single windmill running at optimum conditions, obviously, um, you won't be generating anything over hmm. 80 kilometers per hour winds or below 30 kilometers per hour winds. Sorry, so, so when you say 20 megawatt, that is what per day or I don't understand how this current thing works. So that's the pressure. If that thing is running at its optimum speed, it is uh, generating 20 megawatts of current. Right. Of current. Okay. All right. And okay. you, you hook up like maybe 10 of those mm -hmm. and you running a whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Sure. Just, just on wind power. And then you have like your, your, your Tesla power wall where all that energy gets transferred into yes, and you yes. get stored for when the wind doesn't blow I mean, on a day. Okay. Here's a reference point. If, if like me, you get very confused between megawatts and kilowatts and amperage and all sorts of things, um, the Tesla power wall produces 13.5 kilowatt hours. Yeah of energy um, at a continuous 5 watts. So 5 watts is what a typical household might be using at a peak. Yeah. This wind thing is producing 20 megawatts. Yeah. So that is many, many hundreds of times yeah. that of a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it's, it's about a thousand times. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm munching into my toast. I just got hungry. Cool. Mm. Gavin. Mm. <sighs> Gaming mm. on Android phones. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. A lot of phones are coming out now with separate like gaming modes and mm. settings mm. that you can place. Like I, I play uh, football management some football manager. Uh-huh. Uh, 2020 is really good. Um, I, I play Candy Crush. Mm. I play a bit of Stickman Cricket. Oh, this is quite a few games for someone who doesn't and, do mobile gaming. Is running it? down a whole F1 inventory manager of games. as well. There's at least four games for someone who doesn't yeah. really do mobile gaming. Of, it's of just those run down four football games. Football manager. Mm. Will murder uh-huh. the battery in mm. record time. Okay. Bizarrely. I don't understand. Does it show why. gameplay or does it, it just does, player selections like, and stuff? There's like dots that go, oh, okay, like okay. go top view sort of things. Mm-hmm. But you, graphically, it's not that intensive, but it just does something to the phone. Well, well, yeah, here's a good way. It's well known that gaming on the phone is what hammers the battery to death. So try this. You go into your settings and look for a setting called gaming and within that you can turn on a thing called the game launcher yeah um now what happens so huawei has one samsung has one lg has one yes yeah uh, I'm, I'm it's the kind of thing that you can imagine is going to be built into future versions yes. of android okay so effectively what this does in the came in the case of this lg that i'm using every time you launch a game it produces a little button in the bottom left corner momentarily you know as part of your navigation buttons and that little button looks like a little game controller, like a, it's got a cross and buttons on it. It's very tiny. And if you tap on that, while, when you start up your game, this button appears. If you tap on that button, it gives you a whole lot of options for how to control your gaming on your phone. Mm. Two or three of the, uh, the most useful functions are it will mute all your incoming media. So your phone won't bleep um, when you receive messages. Your phone won't ring when the phone calls come in. And um, it won't send you notifications. You can also stop it sending little panels over your game often you know messages arrive little panels sms's and so on appear on top of your game you can stop it from doing that um but um the thing i found particularly useful is you can adjust the game graphics per game so i play word games and crosswords and sudoku games that have like no graphical value whatsoever so instead of running my screen at full refresh while those things are on i can turn the graphic settings down really low and it doesn't affect the game in any way whatsoever but it saves your battery yeah so if you're playing like a simple 8-bit type game maybe you want to turn down your graphic settings for example okay um, an interesting little how-to. yes yes so other things you can do um you can tell the game i want to take a break now and it puts yeah. the whole game on pause a lot of games don't have a pause function yeah. but if you you press a little button that says take a break uh it will pause for you. It will also automatically do that in, in certain settings. Mm. If you like pause the game and you go away, it goes into like little yes, mode. Yes, that's right. That's right. Just, you can or wake up the screen if you again. play continuously for more than five minutes, if you turn on the take a break yeah. thing, after five minutes it dims the screen and tells you, wouldn't you like to take a break? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so one more time, how to get to your game mode? You go to your settings, look for gaming, and turn on the game launcher. That means every time you launch a game, the game launcher button appears in your bottom left corner and by tapping on that you can set controls for that game yeah Gavin, okay. have you used google stadia at all have you tested um, no 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 I, it's not even available here it's not available many places only play available in the handful of places i believe really mm. well apple arcade is pretty dope and it's available oh, okay here. no i was quite interested in a, a south african game that made it into the apple arcade which is quite interesting so tell us about apple arcade and then i'll tell you about the game yeah there's a couple of indie games in there which is really great yeah uh, you can connect the iPad or like a iOS device now or uh-huh. your Apple TV to an Xbox controller or a PS4 controller. It, it's paid for. It's like hundred rand or something. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's thirty. Is it forty rand a month? Okay, or like ninety rand a month. I got the feeling it was hundred rand. Okay, yeah, fine. You have fine. access to all the games that are right. that are. On but the all service. the games just means all the games that Apple has 
certified for the service, yes. which means they're all beautifully finished off, look yes. really sexy, no rough and ready kind of action yeah. there. Apple's got to filter out all the bad yeah, I stuff. I think the game you're talking about is Boot Fighter, eh? No, no, I think, no, Boot Fighter's not actually in there. This is a cricket game, it's got really <laughs> weird physics, you swing this bat around like an idiot, yeah. and the other guy throws the ball at you like an idiot, and oh, the wow. two things connect, and then they've got all sorts of other weird stuff going on in the game. Yeah. It's a very, very, graphically very simple, but actually quite compelling. But how okay. Apple Arcade differs from Stadia mm. is, Stadia is all server-side gameplay, mm. so you get fed a stream of... Mm the game you are playing yeah so you so, can it'll work on almost any device because yeah. all the heavy lifting is happening on the server yeah, so side. Your, your graphic quality isn't that great because of what however your 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 hardware what your hardware can manage um, whereas the Apple Arcade thing is you actually playing the game like it's like you downloading the app mm. um, to, to your to your device so you're playing either online or natively that's right you can play offline with the apple games yeah Mm. Yeah, which which is great yeah i'm just interested in these services because like companies like nokia and sony have all made gaming yeah they've all tried this yeah 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 with like these slide down yeah 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 weird shapes yeah and even the the lg g8x thing q with its dual screen oh it's also gaming oriented yeah there's Mm. a a mode where you can use the second screen as a gaming Mm -hmm. uh, gaming pad uh, controller which is all great but then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, we can actually pair proper hardware peripherals to our phones yes, now, so we don't Bluetooth. need yeah. those spe- like special... Yeah, I mean, Xbox was one of the first controllers that was compatible with PCs and yeah. then with phones. Yeah, okay. Um, interesting. Okay, so, I mean, but app- actually, uh, the Apple gaming service warrants a much more complex discussion. I didn't yeah. even know it was available here, to be honest. Yes, it is. It all okay. went live when, when Apple TV Plus went Oh, that's right, because well. Apple well, through these global rollouts, whereas it's Stadia, Stadia only available in a handful of markets at yeah. the moment, and will be rolling out very slowly as they prove it, you know. Yeah, I don't have a lot of hope for Stadia, though, because it's very internet connection dependent. Yeah, streaming all that's that. the thing. I think they the reason they're not rolling it out everywhere is first they're trying to figure out what is the minimum bandwidth yeah. requirement they can get it down to, you know. Yeah. Um, um, can I talk about Shazam just for a just minute? Just quickly. Very quickly. So, I mean, I stumbled on this idea. Someone told me about it. I've been checking in with my friends how they discover new music. Because I don't discover new music. I just keep listening to the same old music I've always listened to. I read Pitchfork. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't even know what Pitchfork is. Um, and one of them told me, well, I listen to internet radio, which mm. I do too. I just don't listen to music radio. I listen to internet talk radio. But um, then somebody else told me a really weird story. They go to Shazam... And Shazam.com, everyone knows what Shazam is. That's the, the app that allows you to identify tunes. You know, the phone yeah. listens to the tune and tells you what you're listening to. Um, Shazam.com, and they've got a section called Charts. And within Charts, they can show you what are the most Shazammed songs. Mm. And uh, they do it by country. So you can go to South Africa, and you can see what most people have try to discover what songs most people have tried to pick up through Shazam which is uh, you know it's like a proxy for what is popular at the time I see that old um, Maroon 5 is in position number 2 which strikes me as weird then there's all these complete unknown township sounding ghetto sounding folks collaborating with each other you know names I've never heard of lucky boy nine outside of your sphere and uh, you know illegitimate child six and whatever these people are it's like you know it's like okay who are these people man obviously big in cultures that I know nothing about not that I listen to Maroon 5 so Um, so so just last thing on 
Ron Shazam, so you can go to South Africa, then you can break it down by city. You can go to Cape Town okay. and see what they're listening to there. Yeah. All those liberals. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm yeah. one of them. I, yes, okay, see, so what do you do? To, I was trying to avoid all these awkward moments <laughs> that you have caused now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just blasted right so through them. So I? I subscribe to Google Play Music um, and YouTube Music via my YouTube Premium account, and then Apple Music as well. So if I am in the mood for new music or to figure out what the kids are listening to mm-hmm. nowadays, I do go to the charts um, or whatever's new music. Or mm-hmm. I have subscribed to the email newsletters. Mm-hmm. Where, like every month they'll send you like updates like add this to your library mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've selected this mm-hmm. for you because you I don't know they mm-hmm. always get my, my take is all online service recommendation algorithms mm-hmm. are trash mm-hmm. because they never serve me what I actually mm-hmm. want I've never found one thing of value maybe you're life. a walking enigma Lindsay I, I am actually you've um, defeated the world's best AI me too it's Christmas season. Mm. So this morning, my wife unleashed the Mariah Carey on me, all I want for Christmas, <laughs> the epitome of Christmas music. Then I've That's from that movie, right? Uh, mm. No, it's no. from her seminal album, which is now 18 years old, I believe, or 25, 25 years old. Is that like all I want for Christmas yes. is you? Yes. Okay, that was a yes. theme tune to a movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm. um, there's a love actor. I'll, I'll link. Mm. There's a Vox video um, on YouTube. I'll link mm. it down in the in the <coughs> show notes. Where they just they break down why it is the it's like the Christmas yeah, it, of Christmas <laughs> music. it starts in the Christmas key. It has all the jingles. <laughs> but anyway, I like this. <laughs> but John Legend put out a Christmas album last yeah, year. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Or at Thank least you very in much. 2018, uh, which was pretty good. Um, he's taken on a lot of standards. But he this year did a re-release and he updated. The baby, it's cold outside with Kelly Clarkson. Is this his version of a of a Christmas song? Uh, yeah, of, okay. Of, like his Christmas album, so he's re-released his Christmas album, Spotify exclusive, um, and there's now a new woke version of Maybe It's Cold Outside. Because you know, like it's it's a questionable Christmas song. Man. So I wanted to listen to this. I wanted uh-huh. to hear the new wokeness, and I could not find this on any of my streaming services because it isn't Spotify exclusive. Mm. And I found that very irritating because once again we do not own the content. Yes. We but only buy license to whatever the yeah. services. Okay. Have so you have the whim of people who yeah. chop and, and change their deals, yeah. Usually I think I'm quite well covered because I have three different streaming services. You would think, yeah. Um, but alas I do not have the one that, <laughs> Where that the song is. Uh. Yeah. And I'm not gonna take out a Spotify subscription anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> so your point is again, you know, we we have a license to listen to music, not to yeah. own it or control it. Yeah. Okay. And that extends to, to everything. So mm. um, we have an interesting situation in my family where um, family members are now facing, they need to upgrade the tech mm. uh, because the Android tablet that they have is not is no longer compatible with apps because the, it's been forgotten by the Android gods. The, the, wheels of technology <laughs> churn 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 <laughs> every year you must either adapt or die mm. and yeah it just got me thinking like we should be investing in more tech that will have more longevity mm. so on that side you can say what you want but the value per- perception of apple devices with a premium price attached to them is i think a bit skewed because those devices last a long time mm, yeah i i would have to give it to you on that but again you've introduced an entirely <laughs> complex issue right at the end just when there's no time for a rebuttal well done you learn from president trump and, and others Gavin, how to do it on mm. a last <clears throat> note as we were discussing that super phones 2019 mm. great deal for the smartphone mm. um what's your top pick 
well, you know, I mean, you know, my, my specialty is sort of budget phones and things like that. But actually, in a personal capacity, longevity, the thing I've got the greatest value out of the phone, I've got the greatest value out of over time, has been the Samsung Note 9. Hmm. That's last year's Note. It had great, solid, stable tech. And it's tech that is still hot today. In other words, yeah. the stuff it does is still up there with what's possible and on today's Samsung, phones. Samsung's mm. been really good with their software updates. Mm -hmm. And yeah. especially like things like their yeah. cameras mm. have improved over time. Mm. Which, which yeah. is really but good. All in software. So even though the camera hardware is the same as the phone you had last year, the camera performs remarkably better just because of software. Yeah, mm. and you can pick up Note 9s for about 10 grand now. Yeah. Um, on, on so places. if you want a high-performing phone and don't want to pay top yeah. dollar... Um, I was liking the LG V40, except that now that's over a year yeah. old, as is the Note 9. But the Note 9, to me, really well-built product. Okay. So my, my pick is the LG G8 S ThinQ, because mm -hmm. it has current 2019 specs, mm -hmm. uh, Snapdragon 855, 60GB of RAM, brilliant camera system, same similar camera system to what the V40 had, and it has secure face unlock, and it is now selling for 9,000 RAM mm. on Take-A-Lot. Since mm. the G8X ThinQ was introduced, that's now at 13,000 RAM. So the price in the LG G8S ThinQ has dropped to 9,000 RAM. That's just a great all-round phone. Um, I'm used, we are both using it today because my S10 is in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover that next week. <laughs> while just while, in case while we I wait for the Android 10 update. <laughs> gonna, we don't want to miss a single week of talking about the S10, even if we're talking about the demise of the S10. Um, um, yeah, but that's that's my story for this week, Kevin. I mean, we haven't we haven't spoken about Black Friday and Cyber Monday at all, and that's probably about fitting. I would like to tell my Black Friday joke, man. What's tell your my Black, Black Friday, Friday joke? joke? Come on, it's a very what what you would call in colored vernacular a flow joke. Wow, it's like weak, <laughs> <laughs> weak as in flow. You are on form today. <laughs> what, my my racial slurs in the morning. Yeah. Okay, well my flow joke goes as follows: Black Friday. Stay home, save 100%. Ah, yeah, I, I like that. Um, I am Lindsay Shooters. If you disagree with anything I've said, come fight me on Twitter or on social media. <laughs> I am Sharpshooters, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. I'm that opinion guy on the internet. That opinion guy .co.za is the website. I have sinus issues. That's why I'm sounding very nasal right <laughs> you now. You do, actually. You do. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that opinion guy on YouTube. Gavin. Where um, can they email us? What's going on? Yes. So we, we're aware that overclocked has got an awkward spelling. But if you want to email us, simply email overclockedza, all one thing, at gmail.com. Tell us we're doing well. We really need encouragement to take the whole game to the next level. Overclockedza.com. Oh, gmail.com. <laughs> Oops. Um, We'd really love to hear from you. Um, and you can follow what I'm doing in Tech Magazine at Tech Magazine Kozar. Our website needs some help right now. I'm waiting to extend a hand of help to that website. But do visit anyway. And, uh, and you can win feedback. a Google Home. You can win a Google Home. Well, well Google. not just yet. We're putting up a quiz this week. Take our quiz and you can win a Google Home. Nice. That's a great quiz. You can win a Google Home. Oh, I, I will. I will try. <laughs> I'll send someone who doesn't share my survey. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that way I have plausible deniability. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's it for this week. Over and out. <laughs>